0: Welcome to The Crease. We're going to be talking a bunch of hockey today, the Avalanche possibly showing their true colors, the Edmonton Oilers completely blowing up and no one saw that coming. We're doing our weekly check in with the Sharks and their chase for infamy as well as the surprises both good and bad of the hockey season next here on The Crease. Welcome into The Crease. We're going to be talking hockey. I am so excited about this episode. I know the boys are excited about this episode, but I'm going to first, I'm going to get into some of our affiliates. First one I'm going to talk about is Vivid Seats. If you want tickets for any of your sporting events and hockey's going on, basketball's going on right now, football's going on right now, you can go to all these sporting events, use Vivid Seats, the link in the description, help support this brand, help support Vivid Seats to get your tickets and do not get it twisted vivid seats has some great deals going on including if you get 10 tickets through vivid seats you get your 11th one free so go use vivid seats get your tickets so you can get your free ticket get all your friends in there too you guys can get tickets use the link in the description go to all the events and see your team and you can't go to a sporting event without having the most premium gear for your team and that's where you can go to lids as well as com. the links will be in the description of this video lids of course has some great great caps for you they also have a lot of other merchandise outside of hats so use the link in the description go get yourself some merch go get yourself some souvenirs go get yourself some quality items from both sportsmerebellia and lids links in the description of this video so boys we're going to start with a team that's near and dear to carl's heart And that's the Colorado Ave. Like, we're going to start off hot. We're going to start off hot. Carl was saying he's about to get spicy in this if we start with the Cavs. And I'm ready to start right now. Now, Carl was talking a big game when the Aves started off 6 0, winning these games left and right. And then they went five. They went two and five over their last seven. Every loss giving up at least four goals. A couple of times they gave up eight and seven. It does not look good for your abs, Carl. Are they showing who they really are right now?
1: Uh, yes and no. Uh, to build upon this, I think it's more of uh, the trades that we made in the off season. Uh, I get why we picked up uh, Drewin, uh to bring McKen- uh, McKinnon and Druin back into the lineup together because they had such great chemistry before they entered the league. Uh, First off, Druin, sorry, you're trash. You do not deserve uh, top-line uh, performance. You're not a number one player. You deserve to be playing fourth-line or AHL hockey. Uh, with the Avs having him out of the lineup, we are actually two and one. Uh, with him in the lineup, we've actually lost more games than not. Uh, he has one assist over the 13 games that we've played. He's just not that top-line player. Uh, as you can see, we're having to switch up our lines. You're mixing up McKinnon with Lenikin, and so on and so forth. It's not a good look. Uh, Nuchushkin is a liability. Uh, he has shown it several times in the game. He was negative five and two games ago against uh, Seattle. Uh, great disappointment, defensive turnovers and stuff. And overall, the team chemistry just seems out of whack. Uh, I think this has a lot to do with we gave up some players that we didn't think were such core players, Uh, Newhook, JT Confer, I can go down the list forever, everyone knows the players that were on this team that are now performing great success, Maple Leafs, you're welcome. Uh, Canucks, you're welcome. I can keep going down the list, Uh, but the big problem is the core structure of the team is not performing where they need to be. McKinnon spurts, he has his performances but he's not expected to perform day in and day out because, let's be honest, he's not a McDavid, he's not a Conard Bedard, so on and so forth. Yes, he is a great excellent hockey player but when he doesn't have the players around him to break that speed and defend the zone when he is checking back because he just made a high press you're going to give up goals. And when Nuchushkin makes silly mistakes, when McKinnon's breaking out of the zone, turning over the puck, now you're a three-on-one and Nuchushkin's the only defender, you're going to get scored on. Like, I love Gorgiev. Gorgiev is having a rough season because of his defense. But it is so critical to have a team that doesn't make these silly mistakes in the defensive and center ice, plays where you're giving up the puck and then you're on a disadvantage now you saw highlights where the avalanche can perform against the devils granted the devils were not playing very well the devils gave up a dozen breakaway chances against the avalanche and the avalanche are just going to burn you eventually because they're the fastest team right now in the hockey league uh with i think the stat was over 620 plus miles per hour uh breaks like unheard of stats, but Doesn't mean crap if you cannot just uh, defend in your blue line and you keep on turning over the puck Players need to be traded. Uh, the loss of Francois is another blow. Lenikin is hurt for quite some time week to week We don't know when he he's gonna get back. It's time to start moving players. We need to drop Lene- uh, Francois off our roster Sorry, Chushkin, You got to go Druin. You got to go and we got to start Will gain for other players that are going to pick fill in those spots. I know Oilers will be happy to sell for great players right now.
0: Yeah, I know what, that's, that's what I was about to say. I'm pretty sure I know a few places that might be willing to, to ship out some some key pieces. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they've been giving up goals at, at a pretty crazy rate. I mean, both the goalies you, you already talked about, Gory, uh, Goryov and Krasatov uh, 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 here, both are giving up about three goals uh, against uh both a sub 900 save percentage it's not looking good for the goalies but you're being you're right they're being put in bad situations and it just doesn't know how to get better but gauge i mean is it time to to I, I, the goalies aren't looking good you're still asking for goalie help you know but i mean this will go to you with your name here man you know the goalies there's a little bit of time where you know you're the last defender you got to be able to make some stops you know these guys being are just a are their stats a result of everything carl said or is this is this something that maybe is kind of just a a culmination of its parts and 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 is there any way to fix it with what they have or is all right that to sell?
2: uh i don't think they have to sell just yet uh if it continues to this trend where they're not going to do anything yeah i see the abs 100 being sellers at the deadline one million percent because that's just how colorado culture if you look at it is if you're not going to make it you just sell for pieces so that you can make yep. it reload. It's not a rebuild in Colorado, it's a reload. They have too oh. much too much star power. And goaltending suspect this year, but like historically they're very good between the pipes. Like you can have it all fear. It's fine. You still got a solid goaltending. Better than a lot of teams, including the New Jersey Devils. But <clears throat> uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't pull the ripcord yet. I wouldn't put it hit the panic button. It happens. It's still very, very early in the season, still have a lot of talent on the team defensively they they need to shore it up it can't just be Cal McCarr. and Cal yeah. McCarr isn't the, he's an offensive defenseman at the end of the day very skilled stater very smooth has a lot of uh, handles in his hands we'll put pucks on that that's more what he's known for he can't be the only defenseman you have like really making an impact defensively especially when it's not like his big ticket item on the blue line either and that's saying a lot that Cal McCarr is your best offensive and defensive defenseman and you have nothing around them, and you're leaving goalies kind of bare, defending themselves within the pipes. And it's fifty-fifty, like on those shots. One or the other goalie. Like you can only be so good so many times before you just get beat. Yeah. mean it's not your fault. They yeah, need absolutely. to play just better at the blue line.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they're turning the things over. But you I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Their upcoming schedule. There's a there's tough games coming. I mean, they got the Kraken. Uh, I believe that's tonight. Then they'll have the Ducks. Yeah, tonight. Uh, they have uh, the Stars, the Preds, the Canucks, the Wild, Calgary, uh, the Lightning, and then the Coyotes to close out November. I mean, this could, if they don't get it turned around, I mean, that's going to be a rough stretch here. They could easily find themselves out of, out of, uh, out of the playoff race early in the season. It, you know, Ian, what's what's the, the, the panic button here at the end of uh, November if they lose, say, you know, four or five of those games? Uh, you know, which, are, which is a possibility between the Ducks Stars Canucks uh, and you know you got the the Lightning in the wild there as well as the Coyotes haven't been playing very bad you know and we're waiting for the Kraken to turn around there's a lot of tough games on that schedule if the abs are suddenly you know the end uh, November on a, on a downward spiral could that be the time to hit the panic button for them I mean probably
3: um, let's see you got I think 9 games coming up I'm going to just list them off Avs Kraken, Avs should win that one. Avs Ducks, you're at home, you should win that one. You go to Dallas, you're going to lose that one. Sorry, I'm biased, but it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't have goaltending, and we do. Um, then you go to okay. Nashville, you should win that one, um, unless UC Soros happens. By the way, somebody please call Nashville about him. New Jersey or Colorado, I. you need a goalie, might as well call in about him on a rebuilding team you uh play the canucks at home that's a toss-up because i don't really think the canucks are going to be able to sustain this pace for much longer we'll get into we getting into that later or is that Yeah, we're, we're going to talk yeah.
0: about the canucks for sure
3: yeah I'll, we'll get into that later um you should beat the what look we put eight on the wild they're not a threat you should win that game you should beat the. i Flames. would agree
1: with you except we've lost eight two to st louis so
3: they don't yeah, have goaltending They don't
0: that's have goaltending though.
3: Flurry let eight goals in. Uh, you shouldn't be worried about the Wild. Um, the Flames are are a dumpster fire. You should beat the Lightning. The Lightning aren't that great, and you don't. They don't have Vassie. Plus, this team knows Jonas Johansson, and you should go to. I'm gonna say you go to Arizona and lose. But looking at that, you go one, two, two, um. Let's say you win six games out of that, you're just fine. Standing wise, you're just fine. You're second in the Central Division, um, which isn't very good this year. It's nah. not. But I mean, the I feel like the issues for the Colorado are the same issues we've been complaining about for years now. Like forward depth wise, not that great. The blue line has been atrocious. And Uh goal-fending, Georgiev's... Uh Georgiev's come back down to earth. Alexander Georgiev's not a starting-caliber goalie in the NHL. He's a very good backup. He had a good year last year, but... I mean, teams are going to figure him out, especially if you're giving up two-on-one, three-on-one breakaways by being careless with the puck. Looking at you, Valachushkin. Um, Forward depth-wise... I don't really know how good the Johansson pickup was. Like, he's got five Joe goals. Han- how many goals are on the power play for him?
1: Johansson has three on the power play, but this is this is where Avalanche fans, you should be worried. Our third line, Colton, Wood, uh, and Cogliano, so on and so forth, is playing the best hockey on the team. The third line. For non-avid hockey fans, when you say your third line is your best hockey line, it's disrespectful. Just being born. And right now, Colton Wood is the ult. Those two are making the plays. They're making the hits. They're making the goals. They're making the offensive time to allow the big players to get on the ice and make score those big goals. And it shouldn't be that way when your first line and your second line are not performing the way they should be. Yes, I agree. The goaltending has been a little bit subpar, Uh, a lot of unlucky bounces. I don't know if you've watched any of the highlights, but there's been a lot of unlucky bounces. And I also think that our uh, second line of defensemen, Bo Byram, uh, Connor, I hope you're listening. Uh, figure it out because you guys are not playing where you should be playing. Uh, you will be traded if you continue down this path. The abs are not afraid to trade away good defensemen. Tyson Berry looking at you.
3: You want to look at your problems, though? Sam Girard is abysmal. One assist oh, yeah. and minus eight. And he's averaging 20 minutes, 20 and a half time on ice. Like, Girard has been god awful. Manson's not yeah. much better, although Manson is a stay-at-home guy anyway, and he's not even playing well at home.
0: I mean, their best defensemen um, right now are, are, I believe it's uh, Devin Taves at a plus four and, and Kale McCarr at a plus eight. Everyone else has either a break-even or a minus.
3: You expect that out of McCarr. You expect that out of Taves, but it can't just be those two guys, especially when that they're both on the same pair. They share the ice. They play at the same time. So yeah. who's under them performing? Oh. Johnson. And he's your third best nope. defenseman this year.
1: Yeah, no chemistry. This is where the problem comes. You have no chemistry, you have no one to back these world star players, and you're starting to see them slip. Welcome to the Edmonton Oilers line. This is what happened to the Edmonton Oilers. If you don't shore it up, congratulations, Avs. I hate to say this, but we're gonna end up in the bottom of the league if we continue down this path next season.
3: I have an idea you need forward depth if you can clear cap space and get San Jose to retain call about Timo uh, not Timo Meier Tomas Hurdle. it's a good second line center and if you can clear some cap space call up Calgary and see what you can get for Mackenzie Or
1: you
3: need a defenseman that can play on your second pair and this- plays the right side
1: Super controversial. I agree with the Calgary pick, But you need to pick up one more player from Calgary.
3: You don't take on Huberto. I'm sorry, nope. Huberto. I'm not
1: saying Huberto. Kadri needs to come back.
3: Oh, Kadri needs no. to come back.
1: Well, that's going to hurt a lot of people's hearts. I know uh, I'd rather see a Kadri lot Kadri of Avs fans. And Kadri works with the Avalanche program. Kadri works with Nathan McKinnon and Ranson. You bring Kadri back to this program, once again Kadri will be an all-star again. Avalanche will be firing on all cylinders. That's who we need.
3: Maybe shore up your uh fourth line
1: too with Brings So
0: Zadoroff's asking for a trade. No. Brings back. No,
3: you do not want Nikita Zadorov back. I'm, I'm Don't be listen honest to with a word guys. he says.
0: I'm going to be honest with you guys. This team I'm looking at it right now, do you, there are, and I'm not joking, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players on this Avs this team that have a minus three goal differential or a point differential or, or worse right now. All right? Yep. I'm going to start at the top. We start at top. McConan, Johansson, both are minus three. You got Tatar minus four. Druin minus three. Olafson minus four. Manson minus three. Gerard minus eight. Just send that guy the fuck home. And you got Tuff, He's only played three games and he's a minus three. Like, it is. what,
1: What do you expect from Tuff? Tuff is an AHL player. He is not NHL caliber, but we're bringing him in for Drew because Drew cannot play on the ice. Yeah,
3: what's stopping the Avalanche from calling up New York and saying, hey, we want one or two of Casey Zizekas, JG Pajot, or Ryan Pullock? Ryan Pullock solves you know the right side of the defense problems. Very stable at home, stay-at-home defenseman. You pair him with Gerard. Gerard can do what he does best, and Ryan and Pollock can cover for his defensive deficiencies. And Sezikis and J.G. Pajot are excellent uh, two-way forwards that are defensive-centric. And you need that right now if you're Colorado. You're giving up too many goals.
1: I agree if it wasn't for the fact the Avalanche system compared to how they play. We're talking about two different types of systems. Pajot is a great player. He would fit in the system, but the other ones, Zegres, like, he does not fit in that system. He does not play the Avalanche system. And this is where the question becomes, do we, the Avalanche, change their system? I mean, yes, we so are Zekas speed was, heavy.
3: So Zegres was a second-line center in the Taveras years when they had Taveras and nobody else. He was scoring 30, 40 points a year. I mean, right, that team but was not, fast, and scored a lot and couldn't play defense.
1: It's tough. And this is where the conversation begins. Like, who do we need or to get you, rid of first?
3: Or do you get? Drew
1: Gerard nutrition.
3: Or do you
0: get, you get desperate Bama, enough and call him back up for Varlamov? I don't, I don't know who's going to take him, but I, I, I mean, it's going to be rough, but yeah, the avalanche are in a tough spot. I mean, we're going to find out at the end of November, exactly what this team is. And, uh, it leaning towards not who they were last year, not even close. So, and Avalanche fans, like I'm sorry year. to say it, but uh, you about to be in a world of hurt if something doesn't change soon.
1: Actually, I agree with you. And that hurts to say. Yeah, it.
0: Yeah. So now we're going to shift gears to a team already in a world of hurt. They fired their coach. Their interim coach has never coached. Outside of being in charge of a position coach, in the power play, in the NHL, and he did that last. You believe he did that like maybe two years ago. His name is No Block. No Block was on the coaching staff and has been brought in here, and he's got some experience coaching Connor McDavid, which I think is why they brought him in. And this happened back in 2012, 2015. He actually benched Connor McDavid uh, in a third period. Really or part of the third period, and it kind of uh, Sherry Basson was there and kind of laughed. He was like, Oh my oh my god, I can't believe this bench Connor David. So he went to Connor and asked him, you know, how you doing? And Connor David said, I deserved it. So the the whole thing, the whole premise of this article I'm reading right now is that he's an even killed guy. He holds people accountable and all that stuff, and that's fine and dandy. But you don't got anybody to hold account. You got two guys. Which is what they've always had. And now the rest of the team isn't being carried by them because mcdavid has been dealing with injury and Dreisaitl can't do it on his own. So they've been trying to fight this team back. And I honestly think that there's going to be a competition right now between how bad Edmonton can be and how bad, who we're going to talk about later, the Sharks can be right now. But I think that, you know, and there's been some, some, some history with changing coaches, getting a new mindset on there, and teams going on a little bit of a run. There's been some, there's a track record for that. But... Gage, this just seems like they're grasping at straws and the problem is the entire barn's on fire. Like, There's nothing... <laughs> everything you're going to grab just is inflamed. There's nothing you can do right now. And is, is do you see this coaching move going to do anything for the Oilers whatsoever?
2: Uh, the coaching move, no. I don't think it really will rejuvenate or revitalize anything. The last time he was the head coach was the Hartford Wolf Pack. And that was, again, what the of gave me. Of uh, coaching, let alone head coaching in the NHL is a different beast in and of itself. You get a lot of personalities, a lot of pressure coming at you from uh, ownership, the media, the players themselves who are getting paid to do this. Millions of dollars. And you get a pressure from every which way and you have to handle in certain ways. Uh, what I saw from Edmonton when I watched, uh, was at the game when they played the Kraken out here in Seattle. They look like a better team than Seattle every which way until the third period when Seattle's like, oh, we like do or die time. Which I don't know if it's a testament to Seattle's not that good this year or Edmonton's just so underperforming. It's not even funny. Darnell Nurse needs to be off that team. They just trade that dude terrible on the blue line. Terrible. But he's his contract's too big and not going to move him. Uh, McDavid didn't look like he was 100% on the ice uh, seeing it live. Wasn't uh taking long shifts off and on and off the ice real quickly. Wasn't really taking too many offensive like leadership. So I don't think he's 100% at all. Will they be a historically bad team? No. Will they be a good team this year? No. Should they sell? 1 million percent they should sell. 1 million percent they sell this year. Anything you can. If you want to keep McDavid, cool. You need to let go of Nugent Hopkins Zachary Hyman and no, again if you can draw on no, there but or if you want to go the other way and be like or we need to blow it up completely Conor, Mc, Conor McDavid you caught him loose too no one's untouchable. like no. you're going to get picks on picks on picks on picks for, for Conor McDavid and at some point you got to realize is it worth it is the like full rebuild worth it even when you have all this talent and you guys still suck
0: I mean, I'm looking at, we were just talking about how, you know, there's so many people on the abs who who have a negative goal differential. There's only two people on the Oilers who have a positive, like positive spread right now. And that's Sam Gagner and, and Cody Ceci at plus two and plus one. Everyone else is breaking even. I think actually there's only one player who's got a, who's a plus zero. And that's James Hablin. Everyone else is negative. Like this team is underperformed at all the phases, all right? I mean, Dry Sidle is their best performer. He's a minus two. You've got Connor David at a mon- minus four. Uh, Fogley uh, at minus seven. I mean, they got guys at minus five. Uh, Evan Bouchard, Evander King's at minus five. Like, there is just so much. Uh, Kulak's at minus six. You've got uh, Desharnes at the minus four. They're just not good. Brown's at minus five. Like, these guys, this team is underperformed at every single level. And it's surprising to see because, I mean, like, you expect, if there's going to be two guys to have a positive, you know, anything positive with this team, it's supposed to be Drysidle and McDavid, and it's not right now. I mean, they are getting outskated on the ice. I mean, that's what that's what the stats show. They have a they're negative, and that's not supposed to happen with those two guys. If there was two guys who were going who were going to be that, like you would expect it to be them. And I don't know what you do here. I'm with, I'm kind of with Gage. Like I already said, it my place on this, it's a full sell. I mean, this coaching change, everything is on. Like, I I think that the timeline for the Oilers is very similar to the timeline for the Avs. If at the end of November, things have not changed, you have to start planning for the future. It is not looking good. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just read off their next couple of games here. They got, let's see, where's the schedule at? So they got the Islanders, then they get the Kraken, then the Ducks, then the Knights. That's the rest. That's their schedule. So they got the Islanders, who have been bad, the the Kraken, who are meh, and then they get the Ducks and the Knights. Then they get the Canes to start December. The Wild, the Devils, and the Blackhawks by mid-December. So I'm going to say they probably got mid-December. They got uh, the Lightning as well. So and then oh man, the Florida Panthers. Jeez,
1: they get two wins out of all that series. Two wins
0: at that point, you are at best. At best, if you only get two wins, you are five and needing to sell some people. It is not going to be good. And so I'm going to go and just say it right now. By December 18th, Dreisaitl and McDavid, one and or McDavid, are no longer on this team. And they are in full rebuild mode. Carl, agree or disagree?
1: Oh, I 100% agree. So, Oilers, I know your guys are... Oilers fans out there they're like "Oh, we don't need to sell we don't need to sell we just need a coaching change we just need a coaching change here's some points here's some facts for you Woodcraft as your coach 79-41-13 that is a great record for a coach that has only been tenured for a year and a half for a team Point, one. Point two. this is your fourth coach in five years fourth coach in five years with Holland as your GM. You're also your GM, same GM signed Campbell for a five million contract as of Tuesday he got put on waivers. However common, he gets this down to the AHL the, A-A- the AHL to go play for the Condors has an average goals against four, four goals against per game played in two games Let in a total of 8 goals And it has a combined save Percentage For a .823 Are you kidding me? That is not an NHL goaltender That is not an AHL goaltender That is a Fed level hockey player Not even good enough for OHL CHL You are a Fed player I'm sorry, but I know goaltenders Trav, I'm calling you out Who is better than Campbell. Campbell, you're not worth $5 million, you're not worth $2 million, you're not worth $1 million, you're not even worth a half a million dollars. You should be signed for $80,000, third string, goaltender. End of story. Done. Cut. Gone. See ya. No one's gonna pick you up. You're going on waivers and you're just gonna be lost to the realm of the hockey gods. No one's gonna remember you except for the time that you blew up the Oilers and did a terrible job. Two. Or, sorry, we're going to get on out of third now. You have two historically great players who have put unbelievable points totals up, set records, and you're the bottom of the league. And I called the game, you, Uru, you were going to lose against San Jose, and what did you sure do? You lost to San Jose. You put 44 shots on net and only managed to score two goals. San Jose puts 18 shots up against you and you let in three. Be ashamed, be ashamed. As an Az fan who has let some terrible goals in, be ashamed. This is disrespectful to your fans, to your ownership and so on for. My opinion, GM Holland needs to go. You need to start selling. You need to start rebuilding. Your core needs to go. You need a new defenseman core. need a new goalie someone that is actually worth something get Blackwood been talking about him all night someone needs to pick up Blackwood because Blackwood is actually playing really well he's one of the best goal defenders right now in the league which is fucking ridiculous when he's playing for the San Jose Sharks figure it out there is players out there you have the chance to actually make this team worth something and right now you are pissing it away coaches are not your problem your GM is your problem And your players on the ice are problem and then i have a concern this is my concern has anyone else noticed that mcdavid looks like a skeleton this season he does not look like the player he has been look at his face he looks like he's lost a hundred pounds between last season and this season depression will do that is he okay (laughs) is he okay like honestly like As a Oilers fan, you should be concerned, as a hockey fan, you should be concerned, like the differences between this season and last season and how he looked as a player, completely two different people. Like, I was thrown off when I first saw his interview this week, because I was like, is McDavid okay? He does not look healthy. He looks like he's sick. It looks like there's something going on with him, because obviously it's not showing on the ice in the locker room. He doesn't look okay.
0: Honestly, I've seen I saw a, a meme today, and it's uh, the whole uh, Oilers fans. Connor McDavid is happy. He doesn't want to leave here, and it's Connor McDavid's face, and everyone's just like, "It's <laughs> like, yeah. God, something go right for us," and nothing has. I mean, yeah, I, I I agree. It doesn't look inspired. It doesn't look like he's bought in. And you're right. He just kind of looks like he's not healthy, and. It's been an issue with his health this year so far. I mean, like I said, it doesn't help the fact that your team's sucking and you're trying to sit here and play. You're not feeling well. You're having injuries. And it takes a lot out of you. Like I said, depression will do that to you, man. It'll make you look like a shell yourself. But, you know, Ian, I'll go to you on this one, man. Uh, Is is it – where do you see McDavid and Dreisaitl going if they are traded? I mean, you said we went over it last time. They got no moves, so they have to go where they want to go. I mean, who makes the call?
3: Pittsburgh will probably try something stupid. I mean, well, they're trying to be competitive, and I use that term loosely with Pittsburgh because they're the- anything but right now. I don't um, know.
2: Plus 50 on the goal sheet.
3: Okay, and they're like fourth-world fourth, lap, fourth World Eastern Conference. That's the not West saying games all that. Played. Much. Devils also suck, Capitals suck. Devils would have to give up way too much to I'm get I'll say, no,
2: realistically, if those people are on the move, I think it's Chicago. I, realistically, I think it's Chicago.
1: Chicago would be on the pickup, they would be on the run. I mean, Quick like, turn around. Montreal.
3: Montreal, Montreal could be one. I, honestly. They've got some capital, and that would be a good fit. The Canucks.
2: They're building have capital.
3: I don't
1: like whatsoever. The
3: Whatsoever.
2: Yeah. You may not it. like it. Even on an outside shot, Anaheim. Was Carolina, being very competitive this year. Carolina, I don't think has
3: enough to give. I think they.
2: Carolina's cap
1: space is too big. Yeah.
3: Carolina, Detroit. That would hurt both parties. Yeah. If everybody wanted to hate their lives in hockey, you see them go to Boston. All right.
2: That's
1: Ian not going to happen. Go, shoot,
2: <laughs> shoot. Stop! Don't speak into fucking universe, please
0: my and dear then, god please let me have one more night nice in in i'll <laughs> do one better
3: for you you get mcdavid and dry by the deadline i hope it doesn't happen pray that it doesn't happen
0: give us the family please. um oh my god you brought one honestly, year just, rental, bro i'd
3: do it so fast we could get him for seven and to be honest it would be a great place for both of them if we're being honest, Boston or Dallas is the de- best destination, or Vegas, for either of these players. Oh, man. Good cu- – especially Boston. Good culture. McDavid would get to set up Pasternak 80 times a game, 80 times a year. I don't see
0: how you – Oh, make you're just making my
1: – But – Oh, that just makes my insides hurt. That just –
0: I'm oh. getting hot and bothered right now, man. I'm like, keep going. Oh. What are you talking about? Another
3: I mean, one, Seattle has a lot of good depth. Go back to you add one, one or two, gonna two superstars. Buyer. Seattle's not going to be a buyer. If you yeah. buy McDavid, that team's a playoff team.
1: They already have.
3: on Saturday, they are
2: not a good team. <laughs>
3: they weren't last year either. They played analytically. They weren't that good either. They were way overperforming. But, I mean... I really don't know if there, like, if there's a good place you can save Vancouver. But one, Ed, the Edmonton's not going to trade a guy to of uh, McDavid or Dry Saddle's caliber to a division rival, and Vancouver's on the verge of tumbling off a cliff. So, I really don't know. I like a move to New Jersey. They like can move to Montreal. For them, uh, the Rangers don't need any more star power. They need not much else. Um, Carolina's a good spot. Carolina's one superstar away from winning a Stanley Cup and
1: uh, uh, they're too you know short. Imagine. You know what?
3: If we want to throw everything into chaos, Coyotes make a trade. Coyotes make a trade and then you get your building. Did you That's imagine? how you save the franchise.
0: Oh my God.
3: That's how you save your franchise.
2: Arizona, you I, wouldn't I wouldn't hate that.
0: Did you imagine uh. McDavid playing in a college stadium? Hey, but you get hey, you bring it. Hey, what are the with Logan Cooley and Clayton Keller, we've got
3: Carol Melba. There's things to see at our at our uh uh games. If you It'll just give most, us a building, thirty-five hundred dollar
0: like thirty-five hundred person tickets, most expensive thirty-five hundred tickets you could get.
3: That's wow. how you save that franchise.
0: It would. I mean, for you sure. want to talk about
3: saving a franchise? One-on-one trade for a generational talent.
0: Not wrong. Let's talk about another team that needs some saving here and this is our weekly update and how bad are the san jose sharks how bad the san jose sharks are yes they showed us they showed
3: us they were able
0: to to win some games they won two they're no longer in the uh, abysmal cellar of being winless however they are in the abysmal cellar of the only team that i know of ever so far That I can think of that has 10 players who are minus 10 or more in differential they have guys who are minus and I am not joking 17 minus 16 multiple people who are minus 11 and 12 and a couple guys who are minus 13 and one guy who's minus 10 like dear God they also are one of the only teams I've seen to not have a single player on their roster who has a positive differential everyone is negative there's no one who's even breaking even everybody is negative nobody is positive positive. and i mean their wins have kept them their their, their goal differential pretty well but they're still minus 49 i mean they were minus 46 not too long ago so they're hanging around <laughs> but i mean nobody else in the nhl has a minus twenty or higher differential. Everyone's like minus sixteen is the next highest with the Oilers, and then you got a couple fifteen. <laughs> it is that bad in San Jose. And congratulations, you proved us wrong because we said if you didn't get a win in November, you weren't winning until February, and you got your two wins in November. So hot diggity dog, you're never gonna San win Jose, again. Hot diggity dog, you're on the win column. And that's about as good as it's got the best player. And this is kind of like when you look at other sports and you know, you're like, oh, our best players are as a relief pitcher in baseball or our best players are punter in football. Your best player is your goal. And he's the only reason you win games because the man is a brick wall. And even then he's still giving up four goals against. He's got nine, use them. a 90% save percentage. He's giving up four goals against. This man has to be getting shot on. You haven't realized to, to give up four goals a game and still have a 90 percent percentage percentage. 40 shots a game. How many shots do you have to face a game? He's
1: averaging on average 42.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> I mean. Disrespect. Dear God, that man, if Christmas is coming up, he should not buy anybody a gift. He should only be given gifts. That man should not buy any player on his team a gift. If Secret Santa comes along, he should be the only one receiving anything. Everybody else, cold. I don't give a shit. Like, you guys are setting this man up to get his ass beat on the daily. And he just does not need to be on this team. He needs to go anywhere else, somewhere that can respect him a little bit, someone that can give him some opportunities to, like, not be a battering ram, just beating the shit. He's a punching bag back there right now. And so, in our in the spirit of of seeing how bad things can get for a team, let's look at the San Jose Sharks schedule coming up because why not? They have the uh, Florida. They have Florida on the fourteenth. The Blues on the sixteenth. The Canucks on the twentieth. The Kraken on the twenty second. And they go for they got they're on a homestand for the Canadians, the Canucks, and the Capitals before going to Boston. To wrap up November.
1: Another 10 point game.
0: Oh, God. I can't wait. How many games in that stretch do the Sharks win? Is that Carl at one. Ian, how many games do they win? I've got stretch? a better question. How many of those games do they allow 10, 10 or more goals? That is a good question. Carl's got five. Ian's got three. Well, Gage, give me two. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of games. I mean, let's see. They've already. They, they've been, they've they're going to allow though.
3: five goals in every one of those games, except maybe Washington.
0: I mean, oh, wow. This uh, brings up an interesting uh, point. Now, I'm going to laugh if the Bruins lose to them. Oh, my God. Please don't put that in there. Don't, don't tell me we're going to get. Don't you talk us up so well. What would be
3: hilarious be is be if you got McDavid and Drysidal and lost to And then lost? Oh,
0: God. Oh, I don't <laughs> think I could handle that. I would probably. <laughs> Probably be drinking in my shower for the next three days after that. I don't know. That's gonna be a rough one for me. uh Here's I
1: mean, a fun stat for you guys. As of right now, uh, how the sharks are playing, they are projected to have a minus one five zero goal differential by the end of the season. Uh, that is three times worse than league history.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> wow. If
3: you're the sharks, please do will. Please do Eklund, Bortolo, and Henry Thrun a favor and send them to the AHL. They're your best prospects, and they don't deserve this. Don't ruin them by destroying their confidence and putting them on one of the worst teams in NHL history. Don't make them Here's do it.
1: Here's some controversy. They're worse than Atlanta.
3: That's not even controversial. Atlanta made the playoffs. Yeah, not a team had, anymore. Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> had talent. Atlanta at least had Ilya Kolchuk, Keith Kachuk and Marion Hosa and Danny Heatley. This team doesn't have anything resembling that talent.
1: I know. Hey, let's just say. Let's just say San Jose keeps on blowing it up, blowing it up. And we were joking about last season how uh, Arizona Coyotes should move. Uh, I mean, the no, Houston nah, Sharks. No,
3: no. They're no, building. No. They're not going anywhere. They've got a building for the next decade. They were in the
2: Stanley Cup for like three years in a row. They're just. And they're they never won. Terrible.
3: Because my organization decided to hire that coach, which is why we're not going to win a cup anytime soon. I'm, I'm going to be honest with that's you. When's like. the last time like... any
2: of our teams besides Carl won a cup? Hey, Carl, you. <laughs> It took you how many? 2003,
3: 1999,
2: 2011. Yeah, like, how many first round exit does it take to you to get there finally? Like, I,
3: so, like, who's how to many win, losses? Man. Imagine getting beat in the first round by a team.
0: <laughs> I three, cups.
3: three this weekend. Same. I have, like,
2: historic collapses and doesn't win a cup. Like, it's
3: hard nothing would make me happier than saying literally world, a devils of avalanche tumble the to the bottom of each <laughs> my of family. their respective divisions
2: just only I, I get theory. to be
3: happy i can count
2: three blue blue's absolute collapse absolute implosion
3: None's no, worse than Florida. None's worse than Florida. Yeah, that was I mean, bad. Carolina, I don't Carolina, know. Carolina that,
0: has a shout. Carolina Ligo has a shell. That's gave up in 60-some-odd seconds. Oh,
3: four. my
0: so. gosh. It was not his fault. It was bad. A <laughs> four-minute drive. We were up. We were winning. I was like, things are going my way, baby. <laughs> if, I got to if the bar to finish watching the game. We were no longer winning. It was that fast. Let, let me look Let me look at the tape real quick. Keep okay. keep going on about not press for- the show button? No. Can, we, can we just yeah. go? Yeah, we're going through it. Uh,
2: either way. Either we're way. at 45 or eight. We can't get into this because that's know. how we end up yeah. an hour man. and a half. This is how we do it.
0: But, yeah, the Sharks, man, I, I, there's going to be a point in time where the Sharks are not only going to be talked about as the worst team in hockey ever, possibly. In history. The history of professional sports. Imagine that. Where you're not there. just the worst team ever in your sport, but you're one of the worst teams ever in professional sports. And that includes teams in the NFL who never won a game. No. They would yes. say, Yes. yes. Least, Colorado Rockies least San
2: Jose looking at you. Won a game. Yeah. They would at be
0: least worse than, than the
3: Detroit
2: Lions. Yeah.
0: But when you have 82 tries over 16 tries to win a game, and you only, and you like, we're talking about the San Jose Sharks yeah. not winning 10 games. <laughs> And I'm a Rangers fan like, like, of okay. about bad Like teams. That's what we're talking about Like
2: there's like basketball teams that like are historically bad for winning like eight games, nine games out of eighty two. We're looking the at, at a hockey team maybe winning five. Yeah,
0: maybe like it's maybe. It's gonna we're gonna have to see. They've already won two more in, in November than I thought they were. Expansion would, so. Capitals
3: and Senators to shame.
2: Well, the expansion capitals have they have fielded the worst team ever. But still,
3: no. This one has a shout. This one definitely has an argument for the worst team ever assembled. They have exactly one
2: talented player. Well, I'm saying they could beat that out because that Capital team was the,
0: yeah. the worst. Oh, was so we talked enough negativity today. Let's talk yep. about a team that's surprising. Let's talk about a team that's just exceeding expectation. Boo! Let's talk. Boo about the Vancouver Canucks, bro. All right. They are absolutely surprising the hell out of just about everybody right now. They are second in that division behind the Knights. They are only two points behind the Knights. They are 11-3-1. They have a plus 33 goal differential, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the best goal differential in the NHL. All right. of those. Oh, ten of those, men, eight, ten of those were
2: against the Sharks, though. So, like,
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, do I really care? I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so they in still... a division with the Sharks, Oilers, and Flames. Yeah, but they got the Knights. <laughs> the League Cup champion Knights. Like, I but... don't care. Is is this who the Canucks are, or is this going to be one of those things where they're just gonna they're gonna Peter out here, and Ian, I know you're very strong on this topic, so take it away. No! No!
3: This is not who the Vancouver Canucks are. I'm sorry. If you start Phil DiGiuseppe and as your second-line left winger, you're not that good. You're getting carried right now by Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, and more importantly, you better hope that your Demko stays healthy. Because if he doesn't, Casey DeSmith is not capable of being a starting goalie in the NHL, and you employ Tyler Myers on your blue line. If you lose Thatcher Demko, who currently right now has a 1.96 goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage. I love Jake Ottinger, but Thatcher Demko might, is my uh, vote for the Vesna right now. Um, you're kind of in trouble because your team's still kind of trash. I don't care if you're a Canucks fan or anything like that your team is not that good your team has not been that good for a while your team is on a heater right now because tyler myers decided not to be absolutely awful because it's a contract year and you actually have a defenseman other than quinn hughes on your team and quinn Hughes is having to have a career year by the way my norris trophy front runner with 23 points in 15 games of 18 on the year he's been incredible But it just like it—it seems like this team is playing with fire, and if you play with fire long enough, you get burned. If you lose one, two, one or two key guys, that season is going down the toilet, and they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to fall off a little bit at some point this season. They're gonna—you think? I think they'll make the wild card. I think your top three teams in the. Pacific Division are going to end up being Vancouver, uh, Vegas, LA, and Anaheim, and I think Vancouver gets in the wild card, but I don't think you do anything in the playoffs, because I don't like your roster construction. It's not built to win anything. You're on a heater to start the season, and I just don't think they're good enough, and that's that's my take on it. I plus, like I don't teams. like them.
0: I yeah. don't like them at all. <laughs> they dealing, they make us look bad because they beat us every time we play them. A lot, them. A lot, them. A lot, a lot of hate, hate coming out there. But Gage, I mean, they're playing really well. they got only one guy who's got a negative got a negative differential right now. We got, like I said, Quinn Hughes is a plus 18. got guys who are plus 10 and up there right now. Hughes is having a career year. I know you love the Hughes brothers. you got two of them in New Jersey right now. But what? it's it's – well, Whatever. Yeah. But either way, it's still looking really, really good for the Canucks. I mean, it, sure, if they fall off a little bit, I mean, that's to be expected. Not every team can go on a heater like this forever. But I mean, yeah, Demko's a top three goalie right now in save percentage and goals against average. He's right there. I mean, he's, or he's four and one, three and another. And then he's or top four overall, whatever, Carl. You know, get out of here, man. Swayman's still at the top. I don't hear shit. I mean, once again, is this sustainable? We did not expect this from the Canucks at all.
2: No, it's absolutely not sustainable. Absolutely not. They are playing, like, way out of their, like, structure and their talent level and everything. It's going great. Like, you can't hate on it because it's just working. The chemistry's working. You have someone standing on their head night in, night out. Easily the best goaltender in the league right now. It's not even close, and that team is coming out of nowhere. Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. They need to cool off at some point. Injuries will pile up. People will get tired, people will get beat up. They can't avoid all of that. There's no team in the NHL that can avoid all of that all year. Will they be a playoff team? I've rescinded what yeah. I said a couple weeks ago, saying their uh, window is not is three to five years away, because the is looking like it's a year or two away now to be in the finals. If they like actually like keep depth and keep consistency going into next year, yeah, that's a team you look out for. But is it sustainable this year? Not, a, not even close. They are going to run into either Vegas. They're going to run into oh, Dallas. They're going to run into an actual playoff experience team, and they're going to get rolled.
0: I mean, I see it. I, they're they're like they're eleven, three and one. I'm looking at their their schedule right now. They're a product of, of their schedule, to be honest with you. I mean, they really haven't faced anybody. They had the, the Oilers, the Flyers, you know, they they faced the Predators twice. They had the Blues. They had the Rangers, who they lost to in OT. They had the Lightning, who they lost to, the Flyers they lost to. It, you know, then they faced the, the Sharks. Dallas, the Oilers, Ottawa, Leafs, who they lose to, the Canadians they beat. And then the rest of their schedule is still pretty cake. I mean, you got the Islanders, the Flames, the Kraken who haven't figured it out, the Sharks again, the Avalanche who are, are, are spiraling, the Kraken again, then the Sharks, and then they round out in November with the Ducks and in, in the Knights. So, Carl, are we blowing this out of proportion? Is, is Vancouver just a product of their schedule?
1: So... Yes and no. Uh, I think their schedule has been very lenient on them. Uh, There's some teams on there that we have talked about in this cast and several other ones that are not to expectation, which we expected to be tougher games for them. I think Canucks are building a good system. I think they're still a playoffs team. If they get out of the first round, I'd be a little shocked. But they're a playoff team. As of right now, uh, granted they're where they're at, it's questionable. Uh, we, you know, we can't really say anything good about the Pacific Division right now. So, I think they're going to get into the playoffs. Where they go from the playoffs, uh, I don't know. I think their biggest test uh, that shows if they're actually going to be contenders or not is the Avalanche game, which they play November 22nd. Golden Knights on November 30th. And then you got the Hurricanes on December 9th and then the Stars on the 21st. Those four games is going to be determinant if Vancouver is for real or if Vancouver is just because other teams around them are just trash. Let's say they go 500 against those four teams. That shows that they actually have a fighting chance to go past first round, maybe second round, maybe conference finals if they play right and they keep on going this direction. What needs to happen, though, uh, kind of like what we've talked about throughout this whole video, is they're going to need to make a trade before the trade deadline. Uh, they're going to have to look for some star power. They're going to look for someone to back up. So you got Quinn Hughes, Horneck, Patterson and Demko that are charging this team. Yes, they're all playing phenomenally But you need one more you need one more to make this an actual contending team a powerful team and I think There's a lot of teams right now that are actually prime, buying markets to buy from You got Pittsburgh. You got the Oilers. You got San Jose and The Avalanche you go to one of those four teams and you pick up a valuable player from one of those four teams, I think they have a chance. Are they going to fall off if they don't do that? Probably. But they have a chance here to make success out of limelight, and I see them going a lot of the way of what the Florida Panthers did last year. They're going to surprise a lot of teams. They're going to shock a lot of people. I think they can do a lot more damage than everyone expects them to do. Uh, I know one of four, but... That's just my opinion.
0: Hey, I mean, I'm with you. I think that they're a little bit of a their schedule. They've had a pretty easy go of it. Uh, but I think they've won some really good games. They performed really well. The team's outperforming a lot of things. Their stats are a little bloated because of, you know, the Sharks games and how many times they're going to face the Sharks. I think it's going to really, you know, bloat some of their stats. But I tell you what, you said those are the make-or-break games are for this month. The make-or-break games for Vancouver are actually going to be in February, March, and April. Because those are the hardest months of their schedule for what I'm seeing. In February, they're t- the major games they got, they get the Canes, Bruins twice. They'll face the uh, Kings. They got the Avalanche, the Kraken, and the Red Wings twice. And then they got in uh, March, they're going to face the Ducks, the Knights. Golden uh, Knights. Yeah, the, the Golden Knights, the Stars, the Kings. They get the Avalanche again. They get the Kings twice, the Ducks twice in that month. And then they go into to April and they get the Knights, the the Coyotes, the Kings, and then they finish out pretty easy on their last three games to so the Oilers, Flames, and Jets. But still, it's it's going to be a rough go those last three months of the season for them to get into the playoffs if they don't make a move. Like I think that that is going to tell us who the Canucks are more than through December, November, December, and January. Because honestly, I looked at the schedule. Outside of a few times they play the the Knights and and you know some of the other guys in their teams in their division, most of it just seems to be filled with you know the Flames, the the Oilers, and the Sharks. So they're going to get a lot of balloon stats from November and December and January. But the minute February hits, it's for real, and we're going to find out who the Canucks are in February. Mark my words, and it would not surprise me if February, March, and April could possibly spell the end. Of the Cinderella story that is the Vancouver Canucks in this NHL season. But that's all we got time for you know today.
3: Please fall off.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I mean that or trade for somebody. One the of the Poon's two. the
2: Fan that hates the Canucks the most. God.
1: Hey, man.
3: Look,
0: playoffs. Stars off- made a
1: ball. lot of enemies this year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like who?
1: Hey,
0: everyone. Because everyone. <laughs> a well,
2: I
1: mean, he because stars
0: like that. suck. Man. Alright, um, That was vicious. That was vicious either. You did like go really in hard on the Canucks. Like you went they in deserve it. On the Canucks. They
3: keep beating my team.
0: You went in harder on the Canucks than the Oilers. You went in harder on the Canucks than the Sharks. Like it was absolutely insane the fact that you went in harder on a team that is so good right now than <laughs> the teams that are gonna be historically bad and that right there is just that's just that's just hate Ian. there's no room for oh you want to you want to see me go good after bad, a team we, we should have brought up the wild this week we don't have the time that's all we have time for today we'll talk about the wild next week so he we can get his rant in but thank you all for tuning in to the crease be sure to like follow and subscribe on all of our social media platforms including facebook TikTok, instagram twitter youtube i said twitter again it's x i'm sorry
2: Yeah, get with the times, old man.
0: Also, check out all of our affiliates in the description below. We, Like I said, we already talked about Lids, StubHub, or my bad, Vivid Seats, and SportsMobility.com. Be sure to check out all of our other affiliates. They'll be in the link in the description below. Be sure to check out our website. If I can talk, I'm so sorry. Be in the (laughs) link in the description below. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on The Crease. It's not his fault. (laughs) That Antonio Brown kicked himself off the team. That's Antonio Brown. That's what he does.